The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads. You've got the H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on those dirt trails and kick up some mud. Or the third-row seating gets your whole family in to experience the thrill together. The dual wireless charging pads make sure that no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead cell phone. Think about those adventurous activities you can do, like me taking a ski trip up with the family, maybe going on a camping expedition, anything and everything. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Gary Parish, it's Friday, March 18, 2022. Welcome back to the CBS Sports Iowa College Basketball Podcast, where we sometimes discuss camel fightings, dodo birds, and leaky black mat. Norlander is here with me, and the forever celebrated first Thursday of the NCAA tournament, it is in the books. If you're not watching live on YouTube, I should tell you that it is 1.30 a.m. Eastern. If you are watching live on YouTube, please smash the like button like your Brandon Davies, and check this out. If we get 150 likes on this okay. video yeah. while we're talking here in the middle of the night on YouTube, we'll you give away. Oh. About to tell you. About to tell you what I'm going to do. I don't, I don't know if you know what really the people want here, but go ahead. We're going to give away a $100 gift card to Paramount Plus, which uh, is your place to stream NCAA tournament games, the NFL, Champions League, the PGA Tour, and some of the best films and shows being made right now among them. Mayor of Kingstown, starring Academy Award nominee Jeremy Renner. So just like get in the comments, shout out Larnell, Leaky Black, Dodo Birds, doesn't matter to me. Leave your Twitter handle or your Instagram handle with your comment. That way, if you win, we can contact you. All that's out of the way. All right, dead leg. What a day. Some years, the madness, it doesn't arrive until Friday afternoon, maybe even Friday night. This year, it has already arrived. We had two 12s. Beat fives. We had an 11 over a six. Three games went to overtime, one of which was improbably Kentucky-St. Peter's, which is obviously where we'll start. For the 10th time in the history of the NCAA tournament, a two-seed loss to a 15-seed. Final score, St. Peter's 85, Kentucky 79, NOT, a stunner in Indianapolis, dead leg on a scale Mm. of one- to Sydney Sweeney. Oh boy. How crazy is it that John Calipari's Wildcats are already out of the 2022 NCAA tournament? Do you have that team in the Final Four? No, I had UCLA. Okay. Well, that, that, just, got, that, got, that, got, that got interesting. That got this interesting. Could have been messier. This could have been messier here. Uh, okay. So, a couple things here. First of all, the people want you to make a peacock noise. Are you willing to do that on the podcast? I saw yeah, the hashtag the G. I saw the hashtag G peacock. Just so you know. G peacock. Okay. As I, as I tweeted, I've been in studio all night. If my makeup looks great, it's because I've been in studio all night. It does. Thank you. And um, so I have to rush 
straight out of the CBS Broadcast Center, which is at 57th. It's on 57th between 10th and 11th there in Manhattan. And then I got to get to 54th and Broadway. So they got a nice car waiting for me outside. I hop in and it's, you know, five minute ride. Not too bad, but I'm hustling because I got to get back here to start the Ion College Basketball Podcast. And I did start to see because I've been on TV for three straight hours. I started to see like people uh, want me to make a peacock sound. And it occurred to me on my ride back to the hotel. I don't know what sound peacocks make. Neither do I. I actually I meant to look it up, but I haven't I hadn't had time. Well, I don't know. You want to know how I want to try? If you want to know how I spent my ride from the CBS Broadcast Center to my hotel, it was by looking on YouTube okay. and listening to Peacocks Make Sounds. You mean to give it a shot? Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Ah, 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 Jonathan Chumwa Chachawa. Something like that. Wow. I mean, I give it to you, man. I didn't know if we were getting that, but the people demanded it. Don't ever say I don't prep for this podcast. Exactly. I prep for this podcast. Oh, it's a it's a late ah! show, late show. Okay. Ah! <laughs> it's going in the drops ah! eventually. Okay. Going in the drops eventually. What an incredible, incredible day. Thank you to everyone that is up. If you're up late on the East Coast like us, well, more power to you, but particularly our West Coast mountain audience, maybe Central Time Zone. Hello. This is the, let, 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 let me tell you, this is where you can tell I've been in studio and you've been waiting to do this oh, because boy. I'm like still wired from being on oh, TV yeah. for three state hours and you so obviously are ready to go to sleep. <laughs> well, I just I happen to only get I mean, I'm up. I'm up the night before, like watching Notre Dame and Mike Bray and get it all done. And then I'm trying to fall asleep and I'm geeked for the tournament. And then I had to get up at I woke up at like 515. So I've just been averaging like four and a half hours for like five straight nights. And it's, and it's about hitting me. I think I might be able to steal like seven hours tonight, but I'm good to go with you, buddy. And this St. Peter's win uh, provided really an all time moment in the history of the tournament. I don't know if it's the biggest one ever, but I saw some incredible, incredible stats coming out of this. Uh, one of which I think I want to highlight here. Um, shout to uh, to Tim Burke, Bubba Prague on on Twitter, who does an amazing job basically covering all facets of media. And he he had the research. He said Kentucky's basketball budget for men is 12.5 times as much as St. Peter's. And he said, I can almost uh, I'm almost certain this is the biggest upset by expenditures ratio ever. Without a doubt, he said, for comparison, UMBC, when it beat Virginia, Virginia was only spending five point seven times more. This stuff actually means a ton. I tweeted earlier, uh, St. Peter's is the toughest job in the Mac. It doesn't pay its third assistant position, which is borderline unheard of throughout most of Division One. It is so overmatched in every single possible aspect. And yet for all the greatness of this game, this outcome, what the Peacocks did, I freaking love that. It, ah! I love ah! it. I love it. You're not getting this anywhere else. You're not getting Peacock noises. Any, and I would do it, but I really don't know. Like, I hope I'm not waking anyone else up right next door. Um, this is so imagine you're in the room man. next to me. And at one in the morning, you hear somebody making peacock noises. How outrageous. It's St. Patrick's Day, though. You get what you oh, get. 
Exactly. Uh, you know what? That's a great, 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 great point. Uh, this is the glory of the tournament, though. It absolutely is. It, you, you know, to get a school as small as St. Peter's on the same court as Kentucky. Man, Kentucky came into this game with 127 all-time NCAA tournament wins to its program. St. Peter's had zero, and now it has one. An amazing job by Shaheen Holloway. Just <laughs> incredible, man. Incredible, incredible stuff. It's the 10th time of 15's beaten the two by point spread overall. Um, it's the fourth biggest ever. Norfolk State is still the biggest by point spread. UMBC over Virginia is the biggest because it's the 16 over number one overall seed. Santa Clara was 20 point dog against Arizona 93. And then St. Peter's 18.5 dogs to Kentucky here on Thursday night. Clearly one of the biggest upsets ever. No question about it. You and I. Uh, we owe all the St. Peter's fans, and I'm sure our St. Peter's army is deep on this podcast, but we outright dismissed them. We might not have given this game six seconds on our mega NCAA tournament preview episode earlier in the week, GP, and we were wrong for it. Shaheen Holloway was, he just, this is going to change the course of his career, man. Like he, I don't know if he's going to wind up at Seton Hall or whatever, whatever, that's for down the road. You have a tiny, tiny, tiny school, and you know Doug Eddard goes for 20 points, gets a huge bucket to get it to overtime, hits the clinching foul shots in the bonus session. You got the national player of the year on the other side of the floor, and while there's so much to talk about, um, and it was an unbelievable Thursday, it, to see St. Peter's do what it did in that spot and make it to overtime and win, and win the way that it did, it just was the biggest, loudest reminder of how incredible this tournament is. And as I tweeted earlier, I tweeted like friggin' 55 times tonight. I was locked in. Uh, this is the universe, you know, reconciling for the past two years. No tournament in 2020. Last year was good, but it was different. This is now like, okay, this is this is what we remember. We remember fans and stands all across the country. Cinderella's going for it. St. Peter's, nobody had this coming. This tournament always fools us. We allow it to do so, and we're better for it. Incredible stuff, GP. Brian in the comments on YouTube tweeted that we should give the Paramount Plus gift card to the third assistant at St. Peter's. We should. <laughs> That's point. good. It's a, it's a good point. point. It's a it reasonable is. point. Um, I think Pete Thamel tweeted this as well. Like every Kentucky assistant, you know, the top, you know, the three assistants that recruit mm -hmm. make like triple what Shaheen Holloway makes as the head coach at St. Paris, uh, uh, St. Peter's, which is not surprising, but still, you know, when something like this happens, you start finding every little bullet point you can find. And just an absolutely incredible win for St. Peter's and a devastating loss for Kentucky. Like we carry John Calipari's press conference live on CBS Sports Network. And I've obviously sat through a lot of John Calipari press conferences. You know, I was in San Antonio when, um, his Memphis team lost in overtime in the national championship game to Kansas. Like I've seen that guy take some rough losses. I've never seen him this down after a loss. I don't think, I mean, he was beaten down because as explained on CBS sports network early in the night, this stuff doesn't happen in a vacuum. You've got to provide the context. Here is a fact connected to John Calipari. Now after the worst season in Kentucky basketball history. He just gave them the worst loss in Kentucky NCAA tournament history. That's his past two years. 
Kentucky has not won a game in the NCAA tournament now since March 2019. Now, some of that's because we didn't have one in 2020, but they didn't make it last year, and they lose as a two-seed this year, and he becomes just the 10th coach in NCAA tournament uh, men's Division One history to lose as a two-seed to a 15-seed in the round of 64. But I thought this was interesting. Of the 10 men who have lost these types of games, five of them are Naismith Memorial Hall of Famers. Trivia time. Can you name all five? Run down that uh, criteria again. Lost as a two-seed to a 15-seed. It's happened 10 times in history. Five of those 10 times, the loser was a Naismith Memorial Hall of Fame coach. Bayheim is a two to 15 Richmond in 90. Izzo is a two to 15 um, Middle Tennessee in 14. Uh, you've got K as a two to 15 Lehigh in 2012. Um, you've got. Hmm, are you counting Cal? Yeah, so that's four. It's you Cal got one four. more to okay. get. Okay. Yeah, like you said, Roy it's Cal. It's Cal K, Izzo Beheim, and there's one more. I'm thinking all the twos that lost. Frank K is not on that list, I'm afraid. Um, last year uh, uh, was Holtman not on that list. Uh, um, we had one a few years ago. What was the 15 a few? Uh, let's see. When Gulf Coast won, it beat. Uh, when Golf Coast won, it beat Georgetown. So JT3 right. not on the list. Um, when Coppin State did it, I don't, I don't remember South Carolina's coach, but he's not on the list, so I'm missing one. What am I missing, GP? Fill me in. Don't want to make the listeners wait. The answer is Lute Olson at Arizona. Ah, Santa Clara. Come on, I just said it. That's a terrible job by me. Santa Clara. Over Arizona in the 1993 NCAA tournament. Middle Tennessee over Michigan State. Kermit Davis, that was actually 2016. But um, so he's got, in fairness to John, got good company in this club. But this is not a club you want to be in. And again, um, I didn't have time while we're on TV to go monitor the Kentucky message boards. But. My understanding is that they were getting super duper ugly. When I tweeted, hey, Kentucky fans, we're going to be carrying John Calipari's press conference live on CBS Sports Network, the comments were like, who cares? Uh, we don't want to hear his BS anymore. Um, you know, mm-hmm. we know he's going to – We we it will be the same excuses as always. Um, tell me if this is true because I said this tonight. So I hope it was true. Um John Calipari became a college basketball coach in 1988. He obviously left for a short period of time to go coach in the NBA with the Nets, but he has more or less been a college basketball coach since the late 80s. Does he enter next season for the first time in his entire college coaching career with real job pressure? I'd say, I know what you're asking. To a certain extent, he's always had it, but I, it's a different dynamic that he would have yeah, there. No, I mean, I mean, I like, I mean like coming this. Off of, like, you're going to really... If he lost in the first round like, of the NCAA like tournament, if he lost in the first round of the NCAA tournament next year, 
do they move? Do they move on him? <sighs> no, I don't think so. But you're about to really see, like he's gonna really. I think he's gonna really feel the ire. Now, I wouldn't say it's unthinkable, but this is like after last year and then this game, St. Peter's losing like this. By the way, Oscar Sheba had 30 and 16 in this game. 30 and 16, lowest seed ever. By, prior to this, Kentucky never lost to a team lower than six. Dropped to Middle Tennessee in 82 as an 11 and lost to LSU in 86 as an 11. That LSU team made the final four. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a devastating, devastating in terms of expectations for Kentucky. Their fans thought they could win the national championship, and they could. Again, Sheboy was great, but I give, I mean, if you watch that game from start to finish, Daryl Banks had 27 points. They continued to, put, to punch back time and time and time again. It was such a great watch because Kentucky, for the most part, it was terrible from three for the most part, but it was still like it wasn't playing horrendously bad. It was a good game. And St. Peter's just simply never wilted. Like we're not going to spend any time on Gonzaga, Georgia State, except for this. For the first 70% of that game, it it was like, are we really going to do this right now with Gonzaga? And then Gonzaga was like, you're done. You're sitting down. We're going to win. They flipped it in five minutes. Kentucky was completely incapable of doing that. St. Peter's stood up to the challenge, survived overtime. Shaheen Holloway, this tournament makes stars out of so many people, and rightfully so, and he's on a rocket right now, man. That is just an I, – I cannot overstate. And also, I can't overstate how unlikely it is for a team like St. Peter's, which isn't even the best team out of the MAC, to go into this kind of game and beat this Kentucky team. It's, it's incredible. It, I think it does rate easily on top five all-time ups in the NCAA tournament's history. And if you want to go top three because of how good Kentucky was most of the season, because of the point spread here, because St. Peter's never had a, a win to its name in its tournament's history, I, I'd, I'd buy it. I'd buy it. It's not UMBC over Virginia, but it's about as surprising as any 15 over a two. I think it might get dulled just a little bit because this isn't the third time we've seen a 15 win. It's not even the seventh time. It's now the 10th time. So the more common these things happen, they're still not that common, but the 11th one probably won't be as shocking. And then the 12th one will be less shocking and, and so on and so on. But the, don't let that detract from just the size of the accomplishment. And now St. Peter's is going to play Saturday against Murray State for a right to go to the Sweet 16 and become just the third 15 seed to ever have done that. If they could do it, they would join, of course, Dunk City and then Roberts from last year. Are you looking for a new basketball shoe? If so, this is Gary Parrish here to tell you that the New Balance 2-Way V4 features the groundbreaking use of fuel cell technology with fresh foam creating the ultimate combination of rebound and cushioning. Every step feels explosive and dynamic, and the upper construction features a lightweight textile that's supportive and breathable. So whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the 2-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way at newbalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. 
Visit roberthalf.com today. Well, that was the other interesting thing. Um, I tweeted this uh, shortly after the Kentucky result. Um, when Kentucky lost, it ensured that either St. Peter's, San Francisco, or Murray State would make the Sweet 16, which is kind of neat. And now we know that game will be Murray State, uh, St. Peter's, and this is where we can start bouncing around a little bit because the Racers and the Dons put on an incredible show. I mentioned three games on Thursday went to overtime. That was also one of them. Um, in the spirit of full disclosure, I was on set. I didn't. I was monitoring it, but not really watching it because you know we were live on TV and that's hard to do. So I'll let you take it from here. Um, amazing performance from those two teams. I gather. St. Peter's was the biggest outcome of the day. The best game of the day was the game that I hoped would wind up being the best game of the first round. And it seemed to be the best matchup. And yes, what, I mean, what Memphis, I mean, what Memphis, what Murray state and San Francisco put on was unbelievable. 92, 87 in overtime. There was a combined 33 points in, in overtime. Oh, by the way, Jamari Bouye went for 36 in a loss. He was hit. He was out, out of his mind, man. I, just incredible, incredible coaching all around. Great play. Murray State kind of botched it at the end of regulation. Matt McMahon said so after the game ended. Uh, but yeah, Bouye carried them in. As San Francisco wasn't at full strength. They didn't have uh, Yauhan playing in this game. Patrick Tappé kind of stepped in instead and, and did well. He wound up filing out, but he played well. Uh, Murray State got a great overall collective effort. Justice Hill, KJ Williams, Tevin Brown, Trey Hannibal, Jordan Skipper Brown, all scored in double figures. And there were just the overtime was the first two days at its best. Uh, unreal shot making. Incredible. Like uh, guys falling down, throwing up the ball, and it's just dropping in time and time again. Then Bouye's got another three. And then, no, this one's going to be from further out. And this one's going to be from further out. And they kept falling and they kept falling and they kept falling. I, again, I hate the fact that these two teams had to play each other because one of them had to go home. The reality is, there are teams that played worse than both of these teams. Uh, and they're going to continue playing over the weekend. That's fine. But San Francisco and Murray State should have been pitted against different opponents. Doesn't mean they would have been both guaranteed to win, but these two brought out the absolute best in each other. Todd Golden and Matt McMahon are rising stars as coaches. They are headed for bigger jobs, and I think they're headed for bigger jobs soon here. So it was awesome. It was a, it was a wonderful way to wrap up the night on Thursday. Buddy, you don't just sound tired. You sound sick. Are you sure you're not sick? No, I'm just tired, dude. What do you want from me? <laughs> what do you want? I can only talk so, okay. so much, my man. So Murray State, St. Peter's, uh, both advance. Uh, that is on the left side of your bracket. And um, so let's stay on the left side of the bracket. Uh, Baylor handled Norfolk State, no problem, 85-49. North Carolina, after we both picked Marquette straight up, North Carolina blows out Marquette. By 32 points. So we get Baylor, North Carolina, Saturday on CBS. It's America's most watched network. It's the network of stars. This game could get tricky for the Bears. If you're looking for a one seed that might have to really fight uh, in its round of 32 game, I think it might be Baylor against this North Carolina team. Yeah, this North Carolina outcome was the largest margin of victory for David Warlock in the history of eight, nine games. And Carolina, we both faded the public. We were wrong on it. Carolina, both teams played well, but they UNC was so 
dominant that that game will head into Saturday early afternoon with real intrigue because Hubert Davis could have quite the uh, in season. Not that he's has needs redemption, but you know, heels fans were on him January into February, and now they've really turned it on. So late, Cable, Caleb Love was very good. Brady Manick was very good. So yeah, the Carolina outcome understandably scooted under the radar, but. I mean, they pasted Marquette. It was never close. It wasn't worth watching after the first six minutes of the game. If you're a Heels fan, that's a huge sign. And it just happens to set up an awesome Saturday matchup between those two programs. Um, in the same region, uh, St. Mary's blasted Indiana. Boy, dead leg. If you think you've got internet problems right now, it is nothing compared to what is going on in the Hoosier State overnight. Uh, they get uh, pounded by... Uh, 20 I was it 29 points yeah I guess it was 20 29 points it was in there and and then uh UCLA was in a fight the whole time with Akron and finally pulled away in the closing minutes so we get UCLA St. Mary's this is terrific two California schools in the round of 32 of the East Regional St. Mary's what a dominant showing and again because of the high the the high profile nature of some of these results there. I, they just, they put Indiana in a box, man. They stuffed them. Super impressive. Super, super, super impressive there. Um, they look good enough to make a deep run in the tournament uh, in a significant way there. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Gales will set up to be a tough matchup for any team, but especially on a two day turnaround, I think that in particular is pretty tricky there. So, I, you know, Indiana, oh, by the way, and I don't know why this is the case. Just a quick note on this. Like Indiana had the late game. I don't know why they don't give the first four teams the last tip. And that we had games tipping on. And this is going to happen again on Friday. Why is the San Diego pod tipping at 1045 in the morning when you've got a, a game in the central time zone? Uh, it just doesn't seem balanced, but. I don't know. There's reason for all this stuff. I actually think it can affect teams' chances because you're getting on a flight, you're going across the country, particularly like Indiana. Like it just didn't. It didn't have it. Credit to St. Mary's. It deserved to win, no doubt about it. But uh, yeah, yeah, the Gales got a uh, a dominant and definitive win, uh, no question about it. And I, I couldn't be. I I would rank it honestly among the top three performances. Like I was watching. There's a uh, there was a great little spot right around the hotel, so I watched most of the night games for the first window there and. I was watching St. Mary's the entire time, even though it wasn't, even though it wasn't close, and it was just completely, completely convincing, completely convincing. GP, um, and I discounted him. I had Indiana winning in that. That was a misfire. That was a miscue there. But, uh, but I do actually, I do like their chances on Saturday. What about you, uh, St. Mary's? It looks like we got major delay problems here. Um, yes, I think St. Mary's. If I think St. Mary's could could beat UCLA, um, St. Mary's looked terrific. They're one of only three teams this season uh, to beat Gonzaga. If you can beat Gonzaga, you can beat by definition uh, anybody else. Uh, so in the East Regional, we've got three round of thirty-two matchups set. It's Baylor, North Carolina, St. Mary's, UCLA, and Murray State, St. Peter's. Uh, on the left side of the bracket in the West Regional. Um, we also, um, uh, at this point, have two round of 32 games set. Gonzaga struggled with Georgia State, 
but won 93-72, struggled for, I don't know, about 30 minutes with Georgia State, and then won the game 93-72. So the Zags move on, and then Memphis beat Boise State 64-53 to win that game uh, by 11, uh, advanced in the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2014 after making the NCAA tournament for the first time since 2014. So on Saturday, we will get Gonzaga against Memphis. And it'll come two days after Chet Holmgren uh, made history. According to uh, Jared Burson, who, of course, does research for ESPN, I've mentioned him before, Chet Holmgren became the first uh, player in NCAA tournament history to get at least 15 points, 15 rebounds, five assists, and five blocks in one game. So you get Gonzaga and Memphis, round of 32, and then also... Uh, also, in the round of 32, you're going to get Arkansas and New Mexico State. And that's because Arkansas uh, barely got past Vermont, 75-71. And then New Mexico State, of course, upsets UConn, 70-63. And we have obviously lost dead leg. Here's the truth bit of transparency we knew well in advance of this that he was having internet problems at his hotel so he is trying to go off of his personal hotspot on his phone and as you can tell not going so well it's not going so well so maybe i just have to close this thing out solo which is no problem not are you with me at least oh I'm hey here. hey dead leg Hey, Deadleg. Dude, in all seriousness, hey, like, it's, it is straight up unacceptable how bad the Wi-Fi feels unacceptable to me, to me as well. Oh, no. We might just have to tell that guy to call it a night. Deadleg, you might just have to call it a night. Looks like he's calling it a night. Sounded sick, by the way, too. Not just tired. I know when somebody sounds tired, and I know when somebody sounds sick. He sounded tired and sick. Or sick and tired. So let's run through this real quick. And I apologize for the technical difficulties. There's obviously nothing I can do about it. So in the West Regional, we got Gonzaga Memphis set up on Saturday. Like I said, New Mexico State uh, playing Arkansas. Go over to the South Regional. And that is where Michigan handled Colorado State 75-63 on Thursday. And boy, was it a rough day for the Mountain West Conference. Mountain West Conference got four teams in this NCAA tournament. Congratulations. They're all gone by the end of the first Thursday of the NCAA tournament. Wyoming, of course, lost to Indiana in the first four. And then Colorado State loses to Michigan. San Diego State loses to Creighton and Boise State loses to Memphis. So Mount West Conference 0-4 in the NCAA tournament. And oh, by the way, Utah State made the NIT, lost its first game in that event. So the Mount West Conference's five best teams all lost the first game that they played in whatever postseason tournament uh, they participated in. So that was rough stuff uh, for uh for the Mount West Conference, not a good look. If you're looking for which conference had the worst showing of any conference so far, it's not even close. 
and I don't imagine it'll be close because it's hard to do worse than 0-4 in the NCAA tournament, but that is exactly what um, the Mountain West Conference did uh, with those four losses. I can't believe you came back. I'm. This is my last time. <laughs> That's what my wife says to me. Uh, this is the last time I'm trying here. I don't. Again, this is like I'm gonna I'm gonna go protest tomorrow. I'm gonna protest with the front desk. I've asked for an Ethernet cable. They're not giving it to me here. Um, did you touch on Richmond at all? Did you Did you hit on the spiders? Haven't quite got there yet. Dead leg. Give Give me time. I mean, I just can't even hear you right now. Just Just say good night. This is actually getting a uh, more disruptive than. It's easier without you. It's easier without you. <laughs> what a mess down to the midwest regional it's for kansas blasted texas southern like we pointed out both teams that played in the first four on day in dayton two nights ago got blasted uh in their thursday game indiana uh hammered and texas southern also hammered uh by kansas creighton we mentioned beat San Diego State to drop the Mountain West Conference to 0-4 in this NCAA tournament. That was one of the three games that went to overtime. And then, like Deadleg said, Richmond upset Iowa. Providence got past the Jackrabbits. So we'll have Richmond and Providence in the round of 32 on Saturday. And the Iowa thing, I think, before Kentucky happened, was probably the most surprising because it's the Iowa team that had been playing really well. Keegan Murray had been looking like a legitimate candidate to compete with Oscar Shibway for some national player of the year awards. Iowa had just won the big 10 tournament and then they just do not play well at all against Richmond and get caught by an A-10 team that had to win the A-10 tournament just to get into the bracket. And you'll never know for sure why that happened. Maybe it just happened for the same reason St. Peter's beats Kentucky because sometimes weird things happen in the NCAA tournament, but I don't think it's unreasonable to suggest that after beating Purdue and beating Rutgers and beating Indiana and winning the Big Ten tournament, you look up and it's like, oh, we're playing Richmond from the A-10 who wasn't even going to get into this tournament until they happen to beat Davidson in the A-10 tournament top five. We're fine. Or maybe just don't lack the – you don't have the same type of intensity focus that you, uh, you had uh, for every game you played in the Big Ten tournament. Can't say for sure if that's what happened to Iowa. Perhaps Richmond uh, just uh, was going to outplay them no matter the circumstances. But sometimes you see teams. Can remember, Iowa's playing deep into Sunday afternoon. They play deep into Sunday afternoon and then turn around and they're playing after, you know, spending months playing one Big Ten power after another. Um, it's Richmond, which is a good program, a proud program but probably not the type of name that resonates with Big Ten players the way Big Ten programs resonate with Big Ten players. So whatever the reason, uh, what we got is Iowa uh, getting upset by Richmond, uh, South Dakota State losing to Providence, so Richmond-Providence is going to play in the round of 32 on Saturday. And Nada, with that, if you've got a winner for this Paramount Plus card, let's announce it and get out of here because obviously because of Norlander's internet issues in Greenville. Um, this is kind of a disaster, kind of a disaster.
Only partially a disaster. The bigger disaster happened with Calipari, but y'all already talked about that. Our friend Short Round, who um, managed to promote your Peacock Sounds, Mm -hmm. has won the Paramount Plus gift card. I would suggest that he check his Twitter DMs because the code is right there, and he's the first winner, the inaugural winner of our Paramount Plus gift card. Well, how about that? Congratulations. It's a $100 Paramount Plus card. And if it's possible, and I don't know that it is, it's certainly not in my notes, but if it's possible to use that to buy Norlander better internet service at his hotel, um, I, and uh, I think also listeners of the Island College Basketball Podcast uh, would appreciate that. Thank you for your patience. Oh, I got good news. Tomorrow night, we're going to be doing the same thing, same time, except Norlander's not going to be here. He's going to be covering games and writing columns. So we had already planned for who's with me tomorrow night, Nada. Kyle Boone? It is Kyle Boone with you tomorrow, yes. Okay. Kyle Boone's got excellent internet. Guys, hang with me. Kyle Boone, strong jaw, excellent internet. First class internet. So it'll be me with rock solid internet and Kyle Boone with incredible internet tomorrow night, Friday night. At 1.30 a.m. Eastern, after I get out of studio, I will be in a suit again. I'll be in my makeup again. We'll do my best to make it go a little more smoothly. Shouts to Devin Downey. Shouts to Chester, South Carolina. Shouts to Hall Henderson. It's a 6'5 legend. Average 1.2 points, 26 games in the 1994-95 season for Baylor Bears. Shouts to Larnell. And thank you, guys. Seriously, thank you. That was rough. For listening to the Iowa College Basketball Podcast in the middle of the dumbest episode of my lifetime, also dumbest pandemic. If you're not subscribed, please go subscribe anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Five stars, a nice review at Apple Podcasts. There's more of us than there are of them. Don't let them forget that. There's more of us than there are of them. And if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel yet, please do that. Just type Ion College Basketball into the search engine. It'll pop right up. Smash the like button like you're Brandon Davies. And I'm going to talk to you again in, at this point, less than 24 hours. Till then, take care. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.